Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hey, 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 I'm so happy to join with you today. <laughs> I am, I am. It's um, my last week in Vermont for a while. I'll be heading to North Carolina where I'm going to be much of October. I look forward to it. So we'll tell you a few things about that after we speak this word of prayer together. So I invite you to take a breath with me to join with me to open our hearts and our minds. I place my hand on my heart and I give thanks. Taking a breath of love and gratitude, so grateful and thankful that we can let the past go. So grateful to open ourselves to unprecedented, unlimited awakening awareness and healing. We are grateful. We are thankful to consciously attune to the perfect love that we already are. So grateful. Taking this breath of love and gratitude, we partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self for the purpose of remembering our true nature is perfect love, and this is the true nature of everyone. So grateful and thankful to consciously say yes to letting go of the past, letting go of dark thoughts and false beliefs. So grateful to choose to rise to the light, to see the light, to know the light, to feel the light within leading us and guiding us to a recognition of our own holiness. We're relinquishing depression. We're relinquishing dark thoughts. We're relinquishing anything that could stand in the way of our happiness and our holiness. We are grateful and thankful to share all these benefits with everyone because we're one with them. So grateful to allow it to simply be. We let it be. We get out of the way and we let it be. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Mm. <laughs> so grateful. Yes. So grateful. Yes. So, yeah, you know, I'm in the middle of doing this Living a Course in Miracles series of 12 class, 11 classes in 12 days. And one thing I'm going to tell you just so I don't forget it, because sometimes I do forget to say the things you might um, be very interested in. Um, the first weekend in October, uh, I'm doing a retreat. I'm one of the speakers. It's, um, it feels more like a conference to me, but it's at a wonderful retreat center, not at a hotel. And uh, it's in North Carolina at the Art of Living Retreat Center up in the, the Blue Ridge Mountains in Boone, North, North Carolina. And it's called Weekend of Freedom Retreat. John Mundy, David Fishman, Regina Dawn Akers, Maria Muldoon, and uh, wonderful musicians, all kinds of things. Um, so it's a wonderful opportunity to gather together with Course in Miracles folks. Uh, if you like that kind of thing, which I do, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity for us to play and have fun together and beautiful fall weather up in the mountains at this beautiful retreat center. So it's um, the Weekend of Freedom Retreat. And it, if you go to the events page at jenniferhadley.com, you can click through from there. And... This past week in Living a Course in Miracles, David Fishman gave us a, a $50 off code, and that's W-O-F-R-5-0, W-O-F-R-5-0 to get $50 off the Weekend of Freedom Retreat. You know, and I'll just say, nobody makes any money on these events. It's a lot of work for no money. 
but we do it to support the community and to support people practicing together, getting to know each other. So that's the, uh, that's the way, uh, that's why we do these things. So I just wanted to say that before I forget. <laughs> and I didn't forget. So our topic this week is transcending darkness, illness, and depression. And it came to me very strong uh, because yesterday I did a, a Living a Course in Miracles class with Maria Felipe, and uh, her topic was... Uh, being happy at work. She has uh, written a book called Live Your Happy, and so she was talking about that. I've known Maria for a number of years, and she has she's had a lot of rough times where she was really um, struggling in many ways. Just shutting this window here. And as she was talking that's when this this topic came through from the holy spirit so uh what i have learned over the years because i've seen it time and again people who suffered with chronic depression feelings of darkness and illness have been able to transcend that difficulty through spiritual practice. And it is, to me, one of the most challenging things for people because spiritual students who feel depressed and feel uh, unwell and who feel emotional darkness, mental darkness, but are strong spiritual students they sometimes judge themselves as being a failure and they feel ashamed that they are not succeeding as a spiritual student. What I have learned working with so many thousands of people over the years is that we don't know what anything is for except everything in our experience is to help us on our path of awakening. There's no other reason for it, because this entire experience that we're having in this world is an illusion. So the only purpose of everything is our good. So nothing has come to torture us or punish us, nor will it ever. Everything has come to help us awaken. Awaken, awaken. So this is our opportunity. We can choose to awaken and not judge what's going on and be very mindful of our choices. So for me, when I was younger, I used to make a lot of choices that were about choosing darkness. I felt attracted to darkness. I felt attracted to sadness. But uh, I'm not interested in that anymore. Good Lord. Uh, and I'm grateful. Grateful, grateful. Today in my daily Spiritual Espresso blog, I was sharing a quote from um, the text in chapter 11, section 3, paragraph 5. I find this very beautiful and comforting. It says, you will never lose your way, for God leads you. Do you ever feel lost? you ever feel like, I- I'm so lost, I'm so, so lost? I, I was sharing with um, people the the other day, and um, uh, a lot of the people in the group were saying that one of the issues they had were, was that um, they would have challenges prioritizing, and they would feel overwhelmed with how uh, with what could be done, what should be done according to the ego, what they felt like doing, and they would be spinning around inside all the choices, not knowing what to choose. And uh, I get that, and I get feeling overwhelmed, and there's a practice for that, and it's really tuning in and what I call partnering up. So putting the Holy Spirit in charge of our day, in charge of our life, then 
We're not spinning around like that. I, I sometimes do feel overwhelmed by my sense of responsibility for all the things that people are asking me for. I, um, one of the things in my life is, uh, I say, Oh, let's do free text messages. And I think, yeah, I can, I can put that in motion. And then I don't think about how many other decisions and conversations and emails and things that I will have to engage in in order to bring it about. Or I say, Oh, yeah, let's, um, let's do all, uh, transcripts for all the radio show episodes and and make it free for everybody and then I don't think about how many decisions and questions and blah 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 are going to go into putting all that together and making it available for everybody so to me things sometimes feel really simple but then I do sometimes feel overwhelmed by how many emails there are to respond to and answer and and read and um so I understand feeling overwhelmed, and my antidote to that is to tune in and partner up. Tune in, tune up, and not go it alone. That's been my go-to. So you will never lose your way, for God leads you. So when we feel helpless and hopeless and lost, who's leading us? Who is leading us? I'm just going to invite us to turn within here and think for a moment of some, maybe some area of your life where you feel helpless, hopeless, lost. Just thinking about what that is. Now... If you were going to consider what is the, how would you like to feel about it? Instead of feeling hopeless, helpless, lost, how would you like to feel about it? And when it comes to doing this kind of work, I like to think of what is the spiritual quality that I'm not vibrating with. If I'm not, if I'm feeling helpless, hopeless, lost, confused, sad, depressed, what is the spiritual quality that I'm not vibrating with? It might be joy. It might be clarity. It might be peace. It might be harmony might be freedom, might be wisdom, might be abundance or prosperity, wholeness, purity. So just getting a sense of what is the spiritual quality that you're not vibrating with. And then asking the Holy Spirit to take the reins if you dare, asking the Holy Spirit, turning it over and say, Holy Spirit, I recognize I'm not feeling well, I'm not feeling good, and I'd like to, I'd like to feel, and then say to the Holy Spirit what you'd like to feel. I'd like to feel peace, I'd like to feel joy, I'd like to feel freedom, I'd like to feel that I was accessing wisdom and clarity and harmony. Maybe all the spiritual qualities, why not? Why wouldn't we wish to feel them all? And saying to the Holy Spirit, please remove all blocks to these spiritual qualities awake and alive in me and as me. Help me to recognize where I'm choosing to block the flow of these spiritual qualities so that I can make the more loving choice. And what I began to see were all the ways that I was blocking the flow of love, of peace, of harmony, 
of wisdom, of clarity. Begin to see. Oh, yeah, right there I can see now. Oh, I've been choosing that. That's blocking my prosperity. Oh, I've been choosing that. That's blocking my wholeness. Oh, I've been choosing that. It's blocking my joy. And for me, one of the strongest, strongest ego attachments that I had was I had grown up feeling sad in some ways. Uh, Honestly, I think in part it really just had to do with being in having an experience, human experience made me sad, <laughs> and um, living in density, and feeling not understood, and not understanding myself. And then when I got to be a teenager, I and into my early twenties, well much of my 20s, there was a sense of that sadness that was so familiar to me. It felt like home. It felt like my nesting place. And so I would keep going back to it. And I can remember so well energizing the thoughts that would make me feel sad and separate because it felt like home to me. It felt so comfortable to me. And I sort of alternated between that sadness, not quite depression, just sadness, just feeling deprived, feeling lost, helpless and hopeless, and angry. So anger was for when I wanted to feel powerful, I was angry. I was sarcastic. I was mean. You will never lose your way for God leads you. When you wander, I did a lot of wandering. And I I mean in the mind, in the heart, not on the land. When you wander, you but undertake a journey that is not real. The dark companions, the dark way, are all illusions turn toward the light for the little spark in you is part of a light so great that it can sweep you out of all darkness forever turn toward the light for the little spark in you is part of a light so great that it can sweep you out of all darkness forever For your Father is your Creator, and you are like Him. Ideas leave not their source, right? And then it says, The children of light cannot abide in darkness, for darkness is not in them. So, one of the things that I came to realize was that My dark thoughts, my thoughts of not enough, my thoughts of unworthy, my thoughts of blame and shame, regret and resentment, guilt and jealousy, all those thoughts were like false idols. Mm -hmm. And I decided not to have any false idols anymore. And one of the important decisions that I made was, I remember it, it was a a seminal moment in my life. In 1986, I uh, went, inspired by Shirley MacLaine's book, Out on a Limb, I went with some friends to Peru. And we went there for a few weeks. And one of the things we did was we hiked from near Cusco out on the Inca Trail to Machu Picchu, which has become very popular since um, then. But this was 30 years ago. 
And uh, so the, it wasn't that popular then. I, I don't think you can do it the way we did it then. But we, we camped and we had guides and we had uh, hired a team of wonderful Quechua men to um, carry our tents and things and uh, which was a good thing because we climbed up as high as 14,000 feet and it was not easy to breathe at that altitude and um, so they would set up our tents for us and they cooked for us and uh, they were lovely really really lovely and um, the first morning out on the trail I woke up with the sun or just before the sunrise, hearing the roosters crowing nearby. And I realized, I was reading Shakti Gawain's book, Living in the Light, at the time, which I really, really loved that book, and I love Shakti Gawain. I did a bunch of work with her, and she was very helpful to me. But I, I woke up that morning in the darkness, and I had a realization that I had been t- turned towards the darkness. I had been focused on the darkness. And that now it was time for me to turn to the light. And I mentally, I made that decision to turn and face the light instead of having my back to it and facing the darkness. Instead of being interested in the darkness and what I didn't like, and what I didn't want, and what I couldn't stand, and what bothered me and made me angry and fearful, and all, instead of putting all my attention on those things, I made the decision to turn and face the light, and to find and see the light within me. And and that changed my life, that decision that I made in that tent that morning. In Peru, it really changed my life. I decided to put my attention on the light. Uh, many years later, I had a wonderful teacher named Nina Fosh. Uh, when I was in film school, she taught acting and directing actors on film, and um, I was her teaching assistant for a while. And she had a saying: uh, "Focus on the light." The dark will, darkness will take care of itself. And uh, so that was when I adopted. Focus on the light, Jennifer. Focus on the light. Focus on the light. Focus on the light. I trained my mind to focus on what I didn't like, thinking that that gave me power, always watching what I didn't like, uh, being vigilant for the darkness, being vigilant for the pestilence, being vigilant for the, the vermin and the sadness and the the things that weren't to my liking. I decided to stop focusing on that and to start focusing on the light and the light in me and the light around me and the light in others. And it changed my life. Yes, indeed. We're talking about transcending darkness, illness, and depression. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we are living the love, we're walking the talk, and I will be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we are back. We are back, but not in black. All right, so, you know, I uh, uh, I am doing a retreat at Unity Village in, at New Year's, my New Year's Reboot Retreat at Unity Village, and I, uh, it's going to be 
four nights, five days. This is really going to be just lovely. And uh, my New Year's retreats are about really clearing the mental and emotional clutter that gets in our way uh, from living a life of love and clearing out the things that do seem to ferment into darkness and depression and despair. I can tell you that uh, I did a New Year's retreat, I call it my New Year's reboot retreat uh, last year, and it was just beyond what I even had hoped for. It was so inspiring, it was so energizing, and uh, that's why I'm doing it's an even an extra day now, uh, because I just would like to go a bit deeper and clearing out the clutter of the past and anchoring that new year. So I encourage you to check it out. You'll know if it's right for you. Uh, so we're talking about transcending darkness, illness, and depression. And uh, I, I, I just love this quote. I'm going to read it again for you. So it's Chapter 11, Section 3, Paragraph 5. You will never lose your way, for God leads you. When you wander, you but undertake a journey that is not real. The dark companions, the dark way, are all illusions. Turn toward the light, for the little spark in you is part of a light so great that it can sweep you out of all darkness forever. For your Father is your Creator, and you are like Him. The children of light cannot abide in darkness, for darkness is not in them. So I, I think what's so significant in here is if we're letting God lead us, we'll never lose our way. But if we're focused on the dark, we'll just see darkness. It's not that we've lost our way. It's more like we've paused, right? If you make your bed in hell, I will be there with you. If you make your bed in hell, you know? So why make our bed in hell? <laughs> I don't know. In the paragraph before, it says, Walk in light and do not see the dark companions, for they are not fit companions for the Son of God who was created of light and in light. The great light always surrounds you and shines out from you. How can you see dark companions in a light such as this? If you see them, it is only because you are denying the light. But deny them instead, for the light is here and the way is clear. So consider that. How can you see the dark companions in such a light as this? We are made of light. We are part of the great light. It surrounds us and it shines out from us. We are light beings. So the only way that we're seeing the dark companions and the darkness is because we're denying the light. There's a big clue. Let's not deny the light. And here's where our brothers and sisters can help us to rise above our own dark thoughts because it's our job in this world it is our purpose in this world it is our responsibility in this world to see the light in our brothers and sisters that's our responsibility let's do that let's just, let's just do what we're here to do which is see the light in our brothers and sisters if we're actively seeing the light in our brothers and sisters, we'll see the light in us. The children of light cannot abide in darkness, for darkness is not in them. The dark companions, the dark way are all illusions. Turn toward the light, for the little spark in you is part of a light so great that it can sweep you out of all darkness forever. 
if we're experiencing the darkness, I know I remember this from my own experiences. It was because I was choosing not to see the light. This is it in a nutshell. We're choosing not to see the light. And, you know, we can ask ourselves, why wouldn't I want to see the light? But you know what? Sometimes I think, you know, don't even, don't analyze it. Don't try and figure out what you're doing wrong. Just turn towards the light. That helped me. I mean, it literally transformed my life. I decided to stop focusing on the darkness, and I started to put my attention on the light. And it was retraining myself. It was a total retraining. And the great news is we have a personal trainer. Did you know you have a personal trainer who's on staff, on call, 24-7, even when you're sleeping? You can have the Holy Spirit working with you and for you. Uh, Jesus has told us that there's no moment when we're not with him. He's with us wherever we go. Spirit never takes a moment off. So no matter how dark we feel, it always comes from denying the light. And we don't need to figure out why we're denying the light. It'll be revealed to us as soon as we're willing to know. So why try to figure it out, right? That's like arguing with your resistance. Just give the responsibility, give the task, give the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, gee, you know what? I realized I have been facing the darkness and it's time for me to turn and face the light. I know the light is within me. I, I've been told the light is within me. I'm not so sure. I'm not seeing it, not feeling it yet. And maybe it scares me. But all of that, I'm just going to roll all that worry down and fear, all that uh, resistance and reluctance. I'm going to roll it all up into a ball, put it in a suitcase, and hand it to you. Please take it. I don't need any of this anymore. My obsession with the darkness is over. My interest in the darkness is over. And now I'm going to accept my new job, working for God Incorporated, seeing the light in my brothers and sisters and seeing it in myself. I will heal as I let him teach me to heal. Right? That's the purpose prayer. Page 28. I am here only to be truly helpful. That's the first line. Last line. I will heal as I let him teach me to heal. So, lesson number one in the teaching to heal. See the light in your brothers and sisters. The darkness is an illusion. Why focus on it? So let's just take a pause here and see who in your life do you maybe enjoy seeing the darkness in? There's some character on the screen of your life that you have labeled dark, bad, wrong, evil, stupid, ignorant, malicious, See the light in them for your own healing. Because the light is there. It's in everyone. And if we can't see it in ourselves, the fastest way to get there is to see it in our brothers. Hmm. Yes. Making that journey from darkness to light. That's the section that we're in. We're part of a light that is so great it can sweep out all darkness. We can't abide in darkness for darkness is not in us. It's not our true nature. So beautiful that we can transcend it. Do you know um, uh, the um, 
A Course in Miracles has a um, a teaching about depression. And it says, and this is chapter 12, section 3, the investment for. That is why everyone who identifies with the ego feels deprived, right? Because you're deprived of, of your expansion. Says next. Well, I'm actually going to repeat that last part. That is why everyone who identifies with the ego feels deprived. To identify with the ego is to attack yourself and make yourself poor. Right? Because you cut yourself in your mind, you cut yourself off from the kingdom, which is within. Right? You're cutting yourself off from the light, and that's why you feel poor. It says, that's why everyone who identifies with the ego feels deprived. What he experiences then is depression or anger, because what he did was to exchange self-love for self-hate, making him afraid of himself. All right, so let's, let's understand this. So for me, I... I, I used to have that sadness, but the sadness was really because I was cutting myself off from the light. And so I went back and forth between sadness and anger, confusion and anger. A lot of people do get depressed. I have a lot of close friends who've gotten depressed and are challenged with depression. So when we identify with the ego, we feel deprived and then what comes next is depression or anger. Because what we did was we exchanged self-love for self-hate. Right? So we, we feel deprived because we are identified with the ego, which is cut off from the flow of prosperity. The ego is cut off from the flow of beauty and the flow of wisdom and clarity and freedom and harmony and the all good. So you can see why it feels like self-hatred to cut ourselves off from all this magnificence and then complain that somebody did it to us, right? They have victimized us when really we exchange self-love for self-hate. Mm. Yeah, so that's the thing about depression. So the undoing of depression is really to turn to the light, it's not to analyze the past. It's not to say, oh, why did I make this mistake? We don't need to do that. And it, it says in uh, A Course in Miracles that the ego is going to lead us to depression. That's really the only place it can go, anger or depression. And it also says that uh, in in the section, this need not be. Uh, it talks about the only the cause of depression is feeling that we have been denied something. But the only one who can deny us something is ourselves, and this need not be. And it says in, um, let's see, chapter 17 here, section 8, which is entitled, The Conditions of Peace. It says, the holy instant is nothing more than a special case or an extreme example of what every situation is meant to be. The meaning that the Holy Spirit's purpose has given it is also given to every situation. In other words, there's never a moment when we can't experience that holy instant of connection and wholeness. It says here, faith has accepted every aspect of the situation and faithlessness has not forced any exclusion on it. It is a situation of perfect peace. 
simply because you have let it be what it is. That's the holy instant. It says, this simple courtesy is all the Holy Spirit asks of you. And here it is. Let truth be what it is. Let truth be what it is. Do not intrude upon it. Do not attack it. Do not interrupt its coming. Let truth encompass every situation and bring you peace. Not even faith is asked of you, for truth asks nothing. Let truth enter, and truth will call forth and secure for you the faith you need for peace. But rise you not against truth, for against your opposition it cannot come. So this is where praying to know the truth that sets us free is liberating. Let us pray to know the truth. The Holy Spirit will show us the truth hiding in our mind if we're willing. So remember how I was saying that in the Holy Instant section, it tells us that um, depression comes from feeling, believing that we've been deprived of something, but no one can deprive us but ourselves. So if we're asking the Holy Spirit to share with us the truth that sets us free, the truth is encoded into our being. It's encoded into that spark of light that always remains. Let us put our attention on the truth and then think of all that will be given. Not even faith is asked of you, for truth asks nothing. Let truth enter and it will call forth and secure for you the faith you need for peace. But rise you not against it, for against your opposition, truth cannot come. Uh, and then it says, Would you not want to make a holy instant of every situation? For such is the gift of faith, freely given wherever faithlessness is laid aside unused. So how do we lay aside our faithlessness? I, I have found that just having a conversation with the Holy Spirit, higher hope, the mighty I am presence, Jesus, however you would like to think of it or describe it, doesn't really matter. Just start having a conversation, having that relationship, a real authentic relationship with the higher self, and say, okay, this faithlessness stuff where I, my faith is in the ego and I don't have faith in God, I don't have faith in love, I don't have faith in myself, I don't have faith in anyone or anything except the ego and what makes me miserable. I don't trust anyone, including the ego, although I still listen to the ego, which means, oh, I guess I must be trusting ego. Which is say, all this nuttiness, I'm going to give it to you, Holy Spirit, for healing. I don't know how you're going to heal it. I don't need to know how. But I'm willing. And again and again and again, we give it away and give it away and give it away until it's gone. It happens. I've seen it not just in my own mind, but in others. To you who have not acknowledged the call of your Redeemer, the strain of not responding to his call seems to be greater than before. Isn't that the truth? To you who have acknowledged the call of your Redeemer, the strain of not responding to his call seems to be greater than before. This is not so. Before, the strain was there, but you attributed it to something else, believing that the something else produced it. Aha! So the strain was there, but we attributed it to something else. That's the blame game of the ego, right? That's the not taking responsibility of the ego. This is why responsibility brings healing. It transforms our whole life. 
It says, what was the something else produced? For what the something else produced was sorrow and depression, sickness and pain, darkness and dim imaginings of terror, cold fantasies of fear and fiery dreams of hell. And it was nothing but the intolerable strain of refusing to give faith to truth and see its evident reality. Such was the crucifixion of the Son of God. His faithlessness did this to him. Think carefully before you let yourself use faithlessness against him. For he is risen, and you have accepted the cause of his awakening as yours. You have assumed your part in his redemption, and you are now fully responsible to him. Fail him not now, for it has been given you to realize that your lack of faith in him must mean, excuse me, for it has been given you to realize what your lack of faith in him must mean to you. His salvation is your only purpose. See only this in every situation, and it will be a means for bringing only this. Accepting the truth. It will be revealed to us. Be on a hunt for the truth. Is this true? Well, one litmus test of the truth is, does it bring peace? Does it bring harmony? Does it bring clarity? Does it bring freedom? If it doesn't, it must not be true. Is it true for everyone? Because that's the great thing about the truth is we don't have personal versions of the truth. We can say that we do, but we don't because we're all one. How could we have different versions of the truth? It's not possible. We can let that go. Hmm. Yes. And we are not deprived. We are not deprived. Hmm. So grateful. Hmm. And we don't have to be tortured. So turning away from the darkness, turning the light. Yes. These are simple things that we can do. We put the Holy Spirit in charge of them. And we choose the truth that sets us free. Uh I would like to just fill you in on a couple of announcements. We're in the the last few classes. We've got I think we've got four left. Yes, four left in this Living of Course of Miracles series of classes. And uh they're all free. So you can register now and you can get all the classes that we already did. Plus the ones we're going to do at livingacoursemiracles.com. That's where you register. And then, if you would like to get the transcripts of this radio show, you go to livingacoursemiracles.com forward slash radio. And uh, we uh, are transcribing all the radio shows in the archive. So you can get them there. And then, what else? Um, you can also sign up for the podcast. You know, it's a great way to get all the radio shows, and then you've got access to all of them. So at com forward slash radio, you can find them there. Uh, that podcast, you can sign up for the podcast there. And um, what else? Oh, uh my Forgive and Be Free retreat is coming up in a couple of weeks. It's also at the Art of Living Retreat Center, and it's immediately followed by my Spiritual Counseling Training Intensive. And I just would like to say a couple quick words here about my Spiritual Counseling Training Intensive, because it's open to everyone, and it's really a deeply healing experience. It 
it's for people who are professionals as well as people who are not. And every single one, we have a mix of people who are trained professional therapists, counselors, um, healers, uh, coaches, as well as people who are considering having a counseling career, as well as people who are just interested in deepening their own spiritual exploration. So it's quite a mix of people. And we, uh, one of the main focuses that we have is clearing out um, the unworthiness because it's really it's it's hard to be a, a successful spiritual counselor or coach or anything and have a lot of unworthiness. So we put a big focus on that so that we can get to the deeper work. And it's. I encourage you, if you have any interest at all, to check out what I've written about the Spiritual Counseling Training Intensive or the Forgive and Be Free Retreat at jenniferhadley.com on the events page. And don't forget, too, you can sign up for the daily free text messages at um, jenniferhadley.com or uh, livingacourseofmiracles.com or acimtexts.com. And... All right, that's plenty. I think the only final thing to say before I pray is thank you to all the wonderful people who donate to make this radio show possible. You make the transcription possible. You make the radio show itself possible. And all of that is thanks to the wonderful people who have uh, support and uh, make donations uh, on an ongoing basis so that we can keep all of this flowing. So many people listen to the radio show and English is not their first language, so the transcripts really help. Let's take the of love and gratitude together. So grateful and thankful that God is and that the truth is eternally, infinitely our very nature. So we're accepting the truth, saying yes to the truth, so grateful, so thankful for the love of God living as our life. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. Have a great rest of your week. Mwah.